trending news right now. 10 minutes past four. Joining us is drama our social commentator looking at what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours. How are you today? Hey, Asa, I'm well, and how are you doing this tomorrow? Happy Spring Day to you. Happy Spring Day to you too. And are you one of those people who dresses up like bright clothes to commemorate this day? I used to, but because now, you know, <laughs> life has taken a different toll. What happened? Um, I'll see. I'll see what happens today. I didn't speak to my stylist, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Excuse us. Hashtag soft lives. Listen, our social commentators are living it up, eh? Yesterday, <laughs> um, who was I talking to yesterday? I was talking to um, Uchatebe, and I'm like, okay, it's month end. So, what are you? What are your top expenditures for the month? You know, we always have our budget. And she's yeah. like, okay, no, I'm getting cake and I'm getting flowers. I'm like, what's the first wow. two things that you're getting are those? I'm like, no, you guys are living <laughs> it up, eh? I need your lives. <laughs> Let's talk hashtag Kusela Diko first on our trending topic. So the former spokesperson is not going to be returning to her role mm. as spokesperson because uh, there's uh, some interests that she did not disclose, which is a requirement yeah. for public service regulations. What is the story? Now, I mean, this is quite a sensitive, uh, sensitive topic, uh, as uh, first and foremost, I mean, uh, you know, uh, the sad part about all of this is that the Gauteng Chief Financial Officer, Babita Dierkeren, was gunned down outside her home last Monday. She was a witness in the SIU's investigation into Diko's PPE corruption case. So it's a sensitive issue because uh, we've seen what happens in movies when, uh, you know, such things happen. And we've seen it happen before where someone is assassinated, you know, um, with regards to just... Uh, being on the other side of the law, being on the good side of the law, that is. However, I'm not going to even you know, try and touch that because it's quite heavy on me um, as a to, to be having such things happening in our country mm. where someone is gunned down for, for you know, having to speak out you know, into maliciousness that's happening. Now, remember that Ms. Diko has been on leave of absence for just over a year mm. after her husband allegedly secured that 125 million COVID-19 PPE tender from the Housing Health Department, right? Mm. Now, the presidency last night confirmed uh, that it has completed a dis- disciplinary process against the presidency spokesperson that is obviously uh, uh, Mrs. Kusela Diko. Now, Arthur Diko was found guilty of uh, failing to disclose her interest in certain companies as required by the public service regulations on the disclosure of financial interest, right? Mm-hmm. Also, one thing that we should note is that the action that is taken by the presidency management was in compliance with the recommendation, you know, by the special investigation unit uh, by Mr. Adigo's discipline for her failure to disclose certain interests. So that's the story that is unfolding at the moment. She was served with a written warning, though, for the offense with the suspension reserved. Currently on maternity leave, with the presidency statement mentioning that she will not return as the president's spokesperson, but to a different position in the public service following the conclusion of the disciplinary process. What do you make about the fact that these allegations did not uh, surface before she took position of uh, the uh, spokesperson in the presidency? So much is happening, Asa. So much is at hand right here. And, I mean, is it fair for her to be reinstated, but in another position, whereas other folks have, obviously, you know, other politicians um, and other people working in the presidency have either been reshuffled, fired, or, you know, are given, uh, you know, uh, just uh, packages to go home and not return. You know, it's, it's the question. You know, is South Africa happy about that? Well, South Africans are not happy about that. I mean, mm. you know, already on Twitter, Sisoku uh, Semaslanga uh, was just saying, ordinary citizens are subjected to nonsense. I hope we're going to vote better this time around. Um, you know, and uh, I think Afridovo says, uh, 
um, she's pregnant and also lost her husband. Tough. So, so many things are coming through on Twitter. So many South Africans really not having it, you know. And uh, I wonder if in our country, Asa, that when these things are still happening, are we going to come out right? Doesn't seem to be strong, sending a strong message exactly as you say. If she's moved from one area to another, she's still in public service, but it has discovered yeah. that she did not disclose interests as required for public yeah. service uh, servants. So I don't know if she's not really fired. She's just being moved to one place to another. And yeah. uh, it, it kind of says, well, for those of you who are not disclosing, you'll also be forgiven. So keep doing what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, I mean, she says here, you know, in a statement that, uh, and I quote, I particularly welcome the affirmation in the outcomes of my long-stated position that I've not been dishonest, nor I have engaged in any corrupt activities. Instead, I've been appropriately sanctioned for failing to disclose companies with no financial interest that I had either resigned from or were inactive. She mentions further that I did not do any business with the state. I have accordingly done everything I can to completely remove my name wherever it appears to the companies and intellectual property commission, and I have had no business interest or dealing since I joined government in March 2018, close quote. You know, so obviously defending yourself as well as anyone else would do, but do we know the legitimacy of it all? Do we know, was she a favorite in the presidency? She's on maternity leave now. South Africans are saying, really, is she? And there's not going to be a recommendation by the special investigation unit if there's nothing to it. So yeah. I think the disclosure should have been done even way before. And even if you've oh. left those companies, but to, to disclose that you were with those companies, maybe your name mm. could still be mentioned in boardrooms there. And there's benefits to that, even if you've yeah. left. But anyway, we hear her side and we also just have questions still, as you say. Hashtag cannabis talking about parliament holding a three-day public hearings on the legalization of marijuana. Will we ever get there? Yeah, I mean, look, currently South Africa is happy and anybody else in the country that is, uh, you know, uh, you know, into cannabis is actually quite excited. But however, I think uh, they need to be, ex- it's like getting a golden ticket on idols and then you don't make it through, you know, just after the first round of theater week. Mm-hmm. So Parliament's Justice Committee will begin three days of public hearing into the cannabis for private purpose bill. The use for the plant has been dis- you know, decriminalized, obviously. But now the buying and selling of cannabis, that is cannabis oil, cannabis seed, remain illegal. The new draft bill outlines position rules for the users as well as people who wish to cultivate it. The health department has made presentations in Parliament backing the bill. Now, Asa, I mean, obviously, you know, it obviously seems that our government would like to um, put, you know, put some sort of restraint to anything. They want to get something from anything. I mean, cannabis is such a huge profit to make. It's a huge industry. I mean, uh, just the estimation was that we could get to 28 billion rand. uh, Well, the unregulated cannabis industry, that's where it it is. So imagine how much more. But the arguments around looking at what's happened in the U.S. as an example, and that black-owned cannabis companies are rare there, and African-Americans are excluded from having licenses, and they, you know, also also we know that a lot of them have been imprisoned for selling Mm. or consuming cannabis. Do you think that that's a direct correlation to the South African context, though? Because... What if legalizing it does not actually exclude our black people? We we have the agenda of punting black emerging farmers in the country into commercial status. I mean, you know, 
I would hope that's not the case. Also. More especially because it would be great to have, you know, our black majority being able to get a share into this. My only reasoning is the part that the government shouldn't want to now, you know, have uh, so much regulation into it. Uh, whereas let the people, you know, uh, uh, you know, fend from this. Let the people eat from this. Let the people get some money from it. Because, I mean, we, we see it in the U.S. We see it everywhere else where, you know, folks are, are planting it in their homes. Uh, you know, mm. they've got uh, there's, there's companies now. There's, there's shops that sell you know, uh, kind of this oil, and uh, they're, they're really making a living out of it. You know, there's folks I know that have bought houses, have bought cars out of it. And, I mean, you know, the people that would have, have cannabis for just uh, normal activity every day don't understand the fact themselves that they could actually be making an income out of it so much. Uh, so it would be great that when these talks are happening, that then that when the bill is given out, then we, they understand more of what's happening and how they can make revenue out of it. Kosatu saying it supports the cannabis for private consumption bill. As I mean, they're also talking about the economic aspects of it, but also saying that we need a humane and progressive approach to cannabis. How do you think we can achieve that humane and progressive approach? I think for them, obviously, it's a matter of it shouldn't be loosely done. I understand that. Um, what they are trying to say is perhaps the fact that if uh, you know folks are out there and it's legalized, then everyone would go berserk about it. Mm-hmm. So I suspect that maybe have some sort of set of rules when it comes to to it, and just not being done loosely. I mean, I know some people would want to even just spark a joint in the train when that happens. Some folks would even want to spark a joint in an airplane, you know, if, if that would be a thing. So, yes, make it legal, but put some sort of rules to it, just so that people don't go out of hand with doing it. And, I mean, we've seen the example of the Netherlands. They've managed to keep it, you know, as, you know, humane and also with progression for their agricultural industry as possible. If you're in Amsterdam, you've got certain areas where you can consume it, uh, and mm. it's not going to affect those who don't want to be affected by it. And then on another hand, you've got those who are planting it and, and making sure that agriculture is moving forward. So maybe let's not look at the U.S. as, you know, when we talk of yeah. um, the pros and cons to this argument. But let's look at the Netherlands, I would say. That, that for me is a better example. What do you make mm. of the argument that alcohol is by far the most destructive drug in society as another uh, part of the debate? Uh, people saying that let's uh, legalize cannabis. Is, is this like a personal choice or do you think a government regulation matter when we bring alcohol into it? I mean, as South Africans, as we've seen what happens, we've seen what has happened, we've seen uh, when alcohol is consumed so much, what happens? You know, these uh, car accidents are happening. Uh, there's so, so much activity that, that, that happens. There's uh, GDV that happens in households. Alcohol is an issue in the country we see it on the ground we see it on social media and they you know it shouldn't be co- compared to alcohol cannabis uh, i think it's a, it's a different type of herb that uh, is being used and I, I don't think it, it incurs so much damage when it comes to alcohol we know what alcohol does we've seen it when uh, we're on level you know on level i think level two um, you know, uh, of, of uh, the, uh, uh, you know, novel coronavirus regulations in South Africa. And we've mm. seen how when now stores have opened, how South Africans react to it. So it's a, it's a huge debate. And I'm hoping that uh, we would one day, you know, open up to it. Yeah, and I'm hoping let's not deviate and talk about alcohol. Let's just focus on cannabis. <laughs> but you know how it is with debates. You go, no, but look at this one and that one and this. Mm. Anyway, let's see how it goes. Hashtag Kanyimbao. Now let's talk about this one. You tell hey. me the story because I'm so confused. I can't even intro this one.
Yeah, so you know what, Hashtag Kanyimbao, obviously uh, we've seen on social media for the past, uh, I think, a uh, few months where Kanyimbao has been involved with uh, a businessman boyfriend from uh, Zimbabwe called Zaimo Shonga. Now, mm-hmm. you know, there's one day, one Thursday, Kanyimbao says, I feel like Dubai, Kudai says, let's go, they pack and leave. You know, okay. that was a story from Kanyimbao. However, Kuzai last night was saddened and he was on live on IGTV, that is a, uh, on Instagram Live, I beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. And he mentions how they made a, a swift decision with Kanye to say, he had said that Kanyimbao is not making so much money in South Africa. Why is she receiving bookings and she's waiting to shoot a movie and 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 and. And what then he had decided was, let's move to Dubai, start a new life. And, uh, you know, so he was mentioning the fact that yesterday, um, that they actually then, then registered a company where Kain Bao is a major stakeholder into it. Okay. Now, yeah, so what, what happened is that then he went on social media, took a video of uh, what had happened. He said that, you know, his girlfriend, that is Kain Bao, had went missing. Kain Bao went to her salon appointment. She was supposed to be back at where they had booked. It's a nice, uh, you know, open rooftop, uh, you know, type of accommodation in Dubai. And at 2 a.m., that is, I'm not sure if, like, the salons in Dubai had opened up until the time, but he had went on to go find Kain Bao, not to find her. Now, following that, there are voice notes coming out to say Kain Bao was meeting another blesser in Dubai. We don't know how true that is, you know. Um, now, a gossip page on Instagram called Pepandaba has been keeping the country updated about the news. Mm-hmm. I mean, her brother, Ola Caesar, also was quite worried about it and went as far as literally just, uh, you know, also sending out a voice note to say, uh, you know, people shouldn't be part of uh, two people's type of uh, type of news or type of dilemma. However, Asa, is this true? Was this another PR stunt? We don't know. However, what social media is talking about is that it's so good um, you know, when you're a South African or if you are a woman anywhere in the world to have vex money. Vex money now is money that you, you keep aside for anything that might happen. So what happened then? She's gone missing and the Terrence did not find Kanye at all or he, she came back eventually. Yeah, no, because I didn't find Kanye. Kanye then all of a sudden decided uh, she's going to book a flight to South Africa. She was seen in a picture um, at her father's grave to say that, uh, I'm dead, I'm alive, I'm back, thank you, I'm alive. Nobody knows what's going on. Even Kuzai himself is worried and doesn't know what's happening. Did she even go to Dubai? She went to Dubai, definitely. I mean, from, from you know, uh, some pictures that we saw out uh, and some videos that I've been seeing throughout, you know, uh, throughout the trip in Dubai, they were in Dubai. So the hair salon trip was the, the aeroplane, the, the airport trip then? This is so confusing, it, 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 drama. <laughs> I know, I understand, Asa. We, the, the salon happened because okay. she was on a, there is a video out where she was on a voice call with La Cisre and uh, on the voice call she is at an actual salon and then she decides to depart. I'll understand, the, I'll understand the confusion because why would you then leave somebody like that in Dubai just like that and not even say a word? And the only thing you're going to say is the fact that um, I'm, I'm okay, I'm back home, we'll talk soon, you know. And you, you can see this man is, is, you know, almost to tears on, on Instagram where he's talking about this and saying that he's not trying to, to break Kanye's name, he's not trying to be malicious, but he's just worried, he doesn't know what's going on. It's a cycle, you know, he's now hurt, and he spoke largely about how he used to cheat on his ex-girlfriends and he had never done it to Kanye Bao. But now it seems karma has uh, just uh, come back to him with the God. Oh, so we must situation. feel sorry for him now. 
I don't necessarily think so. Um, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's look, it's entertainment things. It's aye, uh, aye. PR stunts. It's it's got a lot to do with a lot I mean, of things. Really. So do you think and Kanye then should respond via Instagram as well? Since everything is on Instagram these days, nothing is private. Uh, Right, right. <laughs> Do you think that, that that's the, the avenue she should use then to respond? Or she should just not even say anything? Kanye Bao, I've known Kanye for, you know, years and I've seen how she handles her PR. And I think uh, she's very calculative in her things. I don't think, I mean, she knows that she can shake South Africa and she did that yesterday. And, I mean, it'll be up to her if she wants to do it. It'll be good if she does. I mean, for the, the real people that were worried, I mean, a lot of us were not worried because we knew that Kanye Bowers is a girl from Soweto. She's got intel. She's got people looking after her. Anywhere she is in the world, there will be someone that knows what she's doing, where she is, and how she's doing it. I mean, from her father's uh, intel to uh, the people that her dad had always said that, please look after my daughter. She would always be protected everywhere she is. Yeah, so it'd be great that she let South Africans know, the ones that were really worried about her, on what really happened. As for, I used to cheat on all my girlfriends, and now I don't cheat on Kanye. How can you leave me? (laughs) Oh, really? Wow, we must be so happy and and proud that Kanye's found this man who doesn't cheat on her. And also, she must be now feeling, you know, like, wow, I'm so special. Okay, but anyway, let me not make uh, light of a situation. Maybe the guy was really heartbroken, and uh, maybe the communication there in that relationship needs uh, uh, a boost. Yeah, yeah. It's sad. It's sad, Asa. And I mean, uh, you, you, you look at uh, a lot of South African women on Twitter were saying, good for her, good for Kagimbao. Men hurt us a lot. You know, men are trash. Good. And I'm thinking, but folks, that's not, that, that shouldn't be, uh, you know, the response. We, we should really look into this into depth. I mean, this man is hurt. This man uh, has wasted so much money on this woman that he loves so much. Okay, Dale Stain, hashtag that, the legendary SA bowler retiring from international cricket at uh, the mm-hmm. age of 38 years. That's a good, a good age to retire. So Yeah, it's a, yes. it's a beautiful age. So hopefully there's no scandal that's going to come out of this. Oh, no, 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 worry. we don't need that. <laughs> don't we don't need, need that, that right? going to have a break from scandals. <laughs> <laughs> now, the prettiest star fast bowler, Dale Stade, retired from all firms of cricket with immediate effect on Tuesday, bringing to an end of an illustrious, like Arsai's said, 17-year career. Now, Stade made his international debut in a test match against England and St. George's Park in 2004 and went on to play 93 tests on the country as well. Now, he retires as one of the greatest Arsai fast bowlers to play the game. He obviously uh, played 155, uh, 25 at the in ODIs and took a about 196 wickets at 25.95 and representing his country in a 47 uh, T20s, uh, claiming 64 wickets at an average of 18.35. So this is good. This is amazing. He played a, T- a T20 league around the world and his last match came in March of the Quetta Gladiators in the Pakistan Super League. On Twitter, Asa, mm-hmm. great player. Um, I think A.B. De Villiers mentioned this, saying at A.B. De Villiers on Twitter, a great player, a great man, amazing memories. You pick her a good song for sign of my butt, legend forever. Kachiso Rabada also said it's been a pleasure to play alongside, uh, you know, all the best for the future at Dale Stain. And one more tweet that came through uh, was uh, Mazir Assad saying 35 bowlers have taken 300 plus test wickets. No one among them has a better strike rate than Dale Stain. That's a wicket after seven overs. The greatest bowler of this generation has called it a day. Thanks for making us love cricket and happy retirement. Yeah, happy retirement to him and he must enjoy his uh, the rest of his life. And of course, yeah. we'll remember him for what he's done for Cricket South Africa.
Yeah, and I mean, you know, so much that he, he obviously has put in. It's good to uh, have such an illustrious career, you know. Uh, so it's so beautiful to, to see someone, uh, you know, uh, retiring in a, in, a, in a good state. Obviously, uh, when I began the story, I, I mentioned the fact that I heard there are no scandals. And seemingly, you know, he's one of those that has been in it, you know, for just uh, uh, the goodness of it and just uh, the love for it as well. Okay, let's leave it there for today. Thank you so much. Always great uh, chatting to you, Drama. We'll, I guess, hear from what Kanyimba's response is on that one a bit later. Completely, yes. We'll obviously have a a review and we'll obviously look into that story a little bit more as well. (laughs) Drama talking about drama. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. This country is never short of it, is it? (laughs) Ever. Okay, have a a happy uh, spring day again. Thank you so much. Also, happy spring day to you too as well. Thanks, Bongani Drama, our social commentator discussing social media in the last uh, 24 hours. Mukona Justice Marandela saying from Honeydew, Ngamushumo, Ha Matsa Pulamulenze, Ngamvudulo. Okay, I don't know what that means still. You still haven't given us a translation, Mukona. I don't even know if I'm saying go and buy ice cream right now at 4.30 in the morning, people. Anyway, let's listen to some of what you have to say then. Traditional medicine, are they being given the status they deserve? First of all, uh, in terms of stats, in voting, 90% of you have said no and yes are saying 10%, uh, 10% are saying yes. Traditional medicine is, is being given the, de- the status it deserves. So majority of you saying no. And But we've got a few voice notes on that, just two. Then we'll get to Huma Sikela.